asked us, and now I'm kind of offended. <laughs> waited until the very last minute to even order my maid of honor dress or We've entitled it the waiting game because I do feel like it's such a game, right? Like you're waiting. Where you say, yes. lie to your doctor, yes. tell them you've been waiting you, for a year, a year or they will make you. So I did. The most important factor to a healthy well-being is feeling connected. Welcome, Welcome to, to From There to, to Here. A safe place where we will explore some of life's adventures so that you do not feel alone. Before we start the episode, especially for our new listeners, we want to acknowledge and apologize that the sound quality is less than perfect, especially compared to our other episodes. It was due to a technical error while recording. With only 15 episodes in, we are still learning, and we promised you we would be real and raw. We didn't want to re-record the episode because we had captured some honest moments from our guests that wouldn't be the same if we had re-recorded. We want to thank you for continuing to ride this journey with us as we continue to grow. Now, enjoy the episode and all its imperfect sounds. Hello, everyone. This is Jess and Shannon, your hosts from there to here. And we have special guest Steph Kramer with us today. Hi, Hi Steph. Steph. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. We, as usual, are going to kick it off with our heartlands. Shannon, what's oh, in your heartlands God. today? Okay. So I also listen to other podcasts. And so after you listen to this one, everybody, go on and listen to this other one called I'm Probably Not Saying This Right. So they are also out of Madison, but they had a really awesome episode about kink life. This is very new to me. Kink Mm -hmm. life? Yeah. Yes. What is Like kinky? Yes. What? Yes. So it was very new to me. (laughs) And I learned so much. I am not. What is it about? Being kinky? Yes, like using handcuffs or whips. Yeah, or like, I can't even believe this is coming out of your mouth right now. Like, I, so <laughs> eye opening to me, Jess. Like, I'm not kidding. So I'm appreciating this podcast because it really taught me a lot. Oh my god! Something you don't know about me. Oh, I am not into that life. Nor am I a swinger. <laughs> but Ben and I have been asked to be swingers with a different couple. So is that why you wanted to listen? No, to the- it, was, it was just I was listening to the podcast, and it, that was the topic. So oh I was my like gosh. not interested in this, and it was so, you guys. I don't know about this life. I didn't even think. I thought maybe oh like my gosh, what was that movie? The Gray. Uh, shoot! I, oh, Gray's. No. no, not Grey's Anatomy. No, not all the Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, I thought this was might this, know. Like, <laughs> it was a book. It was a movie. I yes. thought this was real life until yeah. I heard the the episode. They were interviewing somebody, so we might oh have gosh. more in common than you think. <laughs> my husband and I have also been asked. Oh yes, you more than once me. or twice. <laughs> Well, well and if Jess and I are not putting out that vibe, apparently, <laughs> because no one's asked us, and now I'm kind of offended. Jess, do you want to be swingers with Ben and I? We can... I don't think I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, moving on from my hard <laughs> okay. lens, my appreciation for learning something new. <laughs> um, Jess, what's in your heart? This is today? a big shift right now. <laughs> I'm still Going from like pink to... really in awe about this conversation, <laughs> but. In my heart lens is cutting down a gigantic tree. And I am going to post a picture on Facebook oh, yeah. because this I'm actually looking at it right now, the stump. Like, I couldn't even get my arms around wow. it. So, but it's this gigantic oak tree that's hundreds one, of years old, I'm sure. Is this sure. the one that you talked about in a previous episode that you thought was oh, going to yeah. fall on your house yes. until baby June? Yes, yes, actually it is. Yeah, okay. So we've talked the about tree? this tree before, folks. Yes. <laughs> It's no longer going to kill my baby, (laughs) but it lit, it, it used to live between my house and the propane tank. So not a good space. No. And to take it down, like I could have went on a nice vacation. (laughs) That's how much it costs? Yes. So instead, so instead of being really fucking annoyed about <laughs> spending that much money uh, and not going on a vacation, I am choosing to feel grateful that we had the means to cut down the tree. There you go. Right? So I could sit in my body and feel annoyed about it, or I could sit in my body and feel what it feels like to be grateful that we had the money to do it. So I'll talk about that more later, too, because it does tie into just that, you know, what, like we, I don't think we have said we are going to talk about waiting today and we have control on some level about what we, how we want to feel in our body and respond to anything happening in our life. Like mm-hmm. how much you spend cutting down a tree, sure. how long you have to wait to get a baby or right anything that isn't maybe going as mm-hmm. you expected it. Yeah. So. Anyway, much different than the kink chat. (laughs) Hopefully you were able to use some of the wood from the tree that you cut down to build a nice fire. Oh, there we go. More more things to be. Yes. More sitting in that space and at least being warm while doing it. Right. (laughs) Good. Good point. Yeah. All right. Guest Steph, what's in your heart lens? So another complete shift from what each of you have shared. (laughs) Yes. Taking on a whole Yes, it is. And I don't necessarily want to relate kink to cats. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that would be. So let's. There is probably that though. Well, furries. Furry people. And there are probably people that love cats so much. That they watch like cat pornography, I'm sure. Oh, Shannon. I'm so, sure this is a thing. I, oh my god. So I love cats a lot, but <laughs> not, not that, not that, that much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and in my heart lens today, I cannot help but think about my cats. Yeah. So I do have a lot of them. And lately, when you're going through different emotional experiences, something that always keeps me grounded are my cats and just how much unconditional joy they bring to my life. No matter Mm -hmm. what I'm going through, whether it's overly emotional, sad experience, or again, just happy, you know, being joyful. I love looking at them and having Mm -hmm. them look at me and just give me, you know, those big, beautiful blue eyes. (laughs) Like, it's okay, mama. Everything's going to be okay. I'm here for you. Yeah. They are your kids. Like when you have those pets, they are a part of your family. And yeah. yeah. 100%. Thanks for sharing. 
If you want to share your personal heart lens with us, we welcome you to leave a comment on our Facebook page or to email us at podcast from there to here at Gmail. And of course, we will read everybody's heart lens. Like we said, we have a guest with us today, Steph, and I thought I would use labels. Oh, good. <laughs> and if you remember from previous episode, we talked about these. Not necessarily that I loved them, but I thought I would use some labels to describe my friend, Steph. I'm excited to hear what yes. these labels are. <laughs> so number one that I listed was friend. <laughs> she is also a wife. Steph is a sister. She's an animal lover. She is a humane society volunteer. She's a cat mom to many, 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 <laughs> we'll many. We'll save the number for a different time. <laughs> <laughs> many cats. <laughs> She's also a bargain shopper. Steph has also had the label of foster mom. Yeah. She is an aunt, an aspiring author, and... In the past, she's had the label of Leadership Development Corporate Trainer at UW Health. Yeah, I was there for about seven years. Oh, that's awesome. And the reason Steph is here today is because she is experiencing a similar life challenge. So Steph's here to talk with us today about her infertility journey. And we're really focusing on the idea of waiting. There's a lot of waiting that happens through this journey. And Steph's in a period right now of waiting. I sure am. So we're going to be talking more of that about that. Uh, but before we dive in, let's define it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I looked up the definition of waiting and I got it from the Oxford Dictionary. And the Oxford Dictionary says the action that waiting is the action of staying where one is or delaying action until a particular time or until something else happens. Mm. I feel that's like super loaded. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read it one more time. The action of staying where one is or delaying action until a particular time or until something else happens. Mm. So think about that. There's a lot of things There's right in there. There's a lot of things in mm-hmm. there, Yeah. Something that really stuck out to me was delay. The word Ooh, delaying. Yes. That kind of gives me a, a mad feeling. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> like we're not when I feel that when we're waiting, sometimes that doesn't necessarily mean that we're delaying anything. Sometimes it's out of our control. Right. Yeah. And we we talked about that in another episode too, how like this whole infertility experience, it is out of your control. Mm-hmm. I think that's something really, really challenging for me because I tend to think of myself as a control freak, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. another label, I know. Oh, yeah. another, yeah. another label. But when I think about waiting, I think about doing nothing. And like you're sitting on your hands, yes. twiddling your thumbs. Yes. Yeah. And for me, doing nothing is tough because I'm I'm lacking this sense of control. Yes. And it feels like waste. It feels like I'm wasting time. Oh, yes. Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh yes. The wasting. I felt those feelings too. Like it was like I was wasting time. I 
I often, oh, so I'll just tell you a little bit about like my background. So when my friends were all getting pregnant and I was sitting here, I felt like I was wasting time and it was like, okay, they're going to have be pregnant for another six months and I could get pregnant in those six months. Right. Like, and it will be okay when they have their baby because then I will be pregnant. But then it was like, nope, yeah. not this month. Okay. I have another month of waiting. Yeah. Right. And you want to be incredibly happy. We are incredibly yes. happy for all of our friends and family and coworkers and everyone who, you know, they are getting pregnant and when you're not, so you're waiting and you want to feel this joy, but you also have these other emotions that Absolutely. I think is really with going to be important to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you you I, can have both of those feelings at once. I mean, I'm yeah. sure you're talking about. I don't know if like I I felt jealous. Yeah. And I didn't I don't that's not a vibration I want to feel in my body is jealous. But I mean, but the the weird part is you can almost be jealous and joyful at the same time. And that is part of this and it makes it difficult. Yeah. And when I think about thank you, Shannon, for for sharing a little bit of of that, you know, peace and vulnerability of yours. Because when I think about my husband and I, a lot of people don't actually know that we've been trying to conceive and trying to have children for about three and a half years now. And so part of our journey has been this waiting in the beginning to see what life was going to bring us after we had become foster parents for two and a half years. And then there was this waiting period for testing. There was this waiting period, literally for your period every single month, right? <laughs> yeah. right. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There was, there was the, the waiting to see when, when the right time is going to be according to everybody else. Right. So I just think it's oh, so yeah. interesting. Uh, and we're going to get into that today, just about the different types of waiting. Yeah. Oh, yes. Experience yes. while we're waiting. Yes. <laughs> so going back to that definition, like the delaying part really brought up some feelings mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the part that I didn't like was staying. You're staying where you are, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't want to be stagnant. Like, mm-hmm. I want to continue to move on with my life mm-hmm. and I want to continue to do things. But when I was going through my own journey, I stayed put. I stayed put. Yeah. And I, I think we brought this up in yes, a different episode did. where I was like, Jess, do not stay put. Go yes. live your life. Yes. That was the best yes. advice. <laughs> Are you feeling like you're able to do that while you're... That That is such a great question because Jess and I talk about this a lot and I've mentioned it to a few you know, other close friends of ours. And the answer is no. I, I feel that during this uncomfortable time of waiting that I've been putting other life experiences and other big decisions on hold, even though I don't mean to, Sure, my brain keeps telling me, you know, to, to continue waiting or uh, wait another week or wait until maybe your next cycle to make that decision. Wait, I have a friend's wedding coming up and I waited until the very last minute to even order my maid of honor dress or to have it fitted because I keep thinking, am maybe I going to be I pregnant? Be pregnant. Yes. Exactly. Oh my gosh, I remember doing that so too, Steph, like yeah. where I would wait to order dresses for my friend's weddings because yes. 
maybe I will be pregnant and maybe I won't fit into the dress that I ordered. Exactly. I did that for my own wedding dress, actually. Oh. Yeah. I want to hear about that now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. My my story. We'll we'll have to dig deeper into that in a different Mm -hmm. episode because I really want to dig into your story about waiting, right? Like this whole episode we want... We've entitled it The Waiting Game because I do feel like it's such a game, right? Like you're waiting and it's like, ooh, maybe. And then when it stops and it, or when you don't get the, the positive pregnancy yeah. test or the doctors to tell you what you want to hear, it's a whole other cycle of waiting. Three and a half years ago, Kyle and I started down this journey. And when we went to see our primary care physician, we were both and we are both very healthy Mm -hmm. humans. And so they said, you know, just, just keep trying. So, you know, the good old ovulation strips and every month after month waiting, they could not find anything wrong with either one of us. Isn't that interesting too, that they do make, they make you wait (laughs) for a year. year. I remember Shannon that you told me that and I lied to my doctor and I, she was like, I remember you saying, yes. lie to your doctor, yes. tell them you've been do- waiting for a year, a year, or they will make you, so I did. They wow. will not do and anything. We, I think it was, it wasn't, I don't remember how long, but I do remember like because they'd make you, because, mm-hmm. but then, can, like, that make, that's reasonable that they make you wait, because some people get pregnant in that time period, right? Very true, but also you know your body better than anyone. Absolutely, yes. And absolutely. so you know and that instinct of like, so, something. you have that instinct. Yes. I have that instinct. Em- I remember yes. Emily in our other interview, she had that instinct too. Like something's just something not. Something is not right. Yeah. I need to know. Yep. And mm-hmm. I don't want to wait. And I don't <laughs> want to wait. Especially because I have never been on birth control. Oh, oh wow. no. yeah. I've oh. never taken birth control. Clearly, I'm talking about infertility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I've never, you know, been pregnant. And even more so during that time that I knew that something was off. Mm-hmm. But rest assured, every single doctor that Kyle and I saw, there was nothing wrong with us. So we start nothing wrong, quote unquote. Right. You sure. still can't sure. see my air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> But then we underwent some other testing. During that time, we fell into becoming foster parents. So I know that oh, we could spend all day yes. talking about that. I feel that. like you'll be back for another episode <laughs> yeah. for that. Yeah, that, I have that in <laughs> yes. yes. Definitely we'll have another episode all about being fostered. Okay, perfect. <laughs> there's that is there's a lot to unpack there, everyone. Uh, yes. when there's also a to... lot of waiting within yeah. that, right? Oh my Absolutely. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Lots of waiting there. And when you adopt or you become foster parents and then adopt you start questioning timing again. And is this the right time to be further pursuing fertility? Is this the right time to be continuing to grow a family? And what does that look like? And not everyone accepts what you feel is a a family or the right time. And it's not up to anybody else, but there's still those external pressures that we feel and face, which doesn't help the waiting game. Right. Yeah. So fast forward, Kyle and I really decided this year to deeply dive into creating our own family. 
And so we became even you know, more serious about it after now years of tests, years of going back and forth with the strips, years of going in, You know, he's had um, multiple semen analyses and everything has always, again, be, been, I do not like the term normal, but in that, <laughs> that range, healthy in the average range, range. <laughs> yeah, the, the high healthy yeah. range. And so we thought, okay, we're gonna keep doing this, right? Look, our eggs, everything, you know, in, in the belly's looking good, he's looking good, nothing was happening. So earlier this year in January, we reached out and we started on the pathway with Wisconsin Fertility Institute. Okay. And that is where we have been going now and really undergoing various procedures like IUI okay. um, and then moving into IVF. And how many I rounds of IUI did you do, Steph? So we ended up doing three full rounds. Yes. Um, and what I think what people don't know about IUI is aside from being, again, emotionally painful, there's a little bit of physical pain, mm -hmm. but you do have to still take different medications. Right. There yes. are still injection shots and or trigger shots. And you have to take them at the exactly. correct time. Yeah. Yes. I will share another wedding story. On my wedding day, it was like, you have to take the shot. This is the day yep. for, I think it was like the ovulation shot to yes. you ovulate. And yes. so on my wedding day in a bathroom stall at the bar, I had to give myself the shot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. Like it's I feel like, that. Because, it's, <laughs> because you have to do it on such a strict yes. timeline. Yes. Otherwise you wait another cycle. And for me, I wasn't willing to wait another cycle, Same. even though it was my wedding day. Same. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, I feel everything you're saying right now, because though wedding day and birthday are different, there's still huge life celebrations. Right. And, well, I like yes. to celebrate, <laughs> yeah. but, but just in March for Kyle's birthday, mm -hmm. we flew down to Florida and they were asking us to completely cancel our trip because of this, again, the, the waiting period and the exact timing that things needed to happen. So we said absolutely not because we still, right, right. don't want to put things on hold. Yes. and want to continue yeah. putting life yeah. on hold. So we had to pack the trigger shot oh in a cooler yes. on the plane in the rental car then as we were waiting outside <laughs> Florida, 80 degree weather, and he just takes out this needle out of the oh cooler in front of our friends and just shoots Look me up. Oh my God. I can't imagine what onlookers were thinking. Right. <laughs> so there was one day where oh like goodness. in the very early stages of me doing IUI, I could not give myself the shots. After a while, I got used to it, and I was giving myself the shots. Brave woman, you. Yeah. But when Ben wouldn't give them to me either. Oh. So it was he like, didn't? No. I didn't? I give you a shot? Yes. yes. So <laughs> we were at a fundraising event, and I was like, Jess, I have to go take my shot. You need to come with me. She gave me a shot in the parking lot. We were like hiding behind a car door. And the same thing. I was like, people probably think we are shooting mm -hmm. each other up right now and doing drugs. Yeah. yeah. Well, technically yeah. they I are drugs. Yeah. And you were shooting them up. <laughs> you gave it to me. It if anyone's you. giving anyone drugs, it's me giving them to you. Yes. Under the Yes. So I get that, right? Like you have to give yourselves these ridiculous shots. Mm -hmm. And if you are going to go on a trip or have a wedding or go to this fundraising event or whatever it is, yeah. I think Emily talked about a concert. Like, yes, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You have to give yourself the shot because it is about 
Timing. Timing, yes. yes. Oh timing. my gosh. And timing the, is everything. It is. And when you think about timing and then again waiting, you don't want back to that definition with delays. You don't oh, want right. further delays. You're right. You yeah. don't want intentional delays when it, especially when it comes to wanting to start a family and wanting to start a family years ago. Like yep. every yes. minute right. feels like a week. Weeks yes. feel like years. Yes. Right? Every cycle oh, yes. feels exponentially long. Long. Oh, it feels like forever. It does. Yeah. It does, yeah. Yeah. And so as we were navigating this journey the last really, you know, six months now, after the three failed rounds of IUI, it was a very difficult conversation that Kyle and I had to have. Like what what does our next step look like? What right. is what is right for us? Do we look at adoption? Do we look at IVF? Do we look at finding a surrogate? Mm -hmm. And knowing all of those things, it's not going to be a quick fix, right? Right. They're going to be more waiting for each of those processes. More and more waiting. Yeah. And And long, I mean, somewhat long waits. A lot of these places, Mm -hmm. you can't. You don't just call up Wisconsin Fertility and get an appointment. You have to wait like, months. Like an adoption agency. Adoption yeah, agency. Yeah, it was like to... two and a half years we waited on an inactive list, I think. or It oh, took yeah. two and a half years like, to even go active. Yeah, like, it was like yeah. nine months before that, right? Like something. Yes. There's just wait after wait, wait after wait. And you're getting older and older. And it feels, yeah. that feels it was scary to me. Yeah. Well, the term geriatric comes to mind oh, because right. how many times were you told that? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And so you, you, your risk increases after the age of 35. So shocking everyone. Yes, we are older than 35. <laughs> <laughs> but That's why we have wisdom now. Yes. I like yeah. that wisdom. Wisdom and experience, yes. which is exactly what we're sharing. So hopefully you take a few nuggets out of, out of this. Right. But even, and Jess, you brought up a good point too, when thinking about that switch to a different clinic and the waiting there, even taking a step backwards, thinking about all the testing that has to take place. Mm -hmm. And so literally they said jump and Kyle and I said how high. Right. Right. So the next day we had to go in for more blood work, for more tests to be run to ensure then that the next step, which for us was IVF, that we were okay to keep moving forward. Yeah. And so after we completed all the tests, we were told that they would be calling us right away within the next 48 to 72 hours. That never happened. Well, in, in order to do the blood work, does it matter what cycle day you're on or was that a waiting game too? So it does It does matter, but for once, because you of the timing, the we were in the way. correct, yes, the correct, where we could literally <laughs> go the next the day. window of the, yes. Okay. yes, so we were able to do the blood work right away, but... Once the results were sent over, they never called. And, and you're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting after for these results. day. And they told you the after ABN. day. Oh my mm-hmm. golly! Now we're on to over a week. Yeah. And Kyle and I received the phone call, not with an apology though, that they've actually had the results for about nine days. Oh. But now they can't even get us in for the next step which is um, shot training. Sure. Really. Yeah. Yep. I went through that too. Even though, yeah. So yeah. we've already done some of that, mm-hmm. but they would be pushing us out an entire like other cycle. Right. More be- waiting. 
because of <laughs> poor planning on their part. Right. And so that was that was incredibly challenging for us, amongst other things that took place, you know, while waiting. Again, this is an emotionally charged experience for everyone. And everyone yes. experiences it differently as mm-hmm. well. Right. right. Men um, and women who are going through this, men and men, women and women, doesn't matter. You're experiencing it individually and you're experiencing it with your partner yes. and you're experiencing it within the greater community. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what type of support exists in the community? What type of support exists within, you know, your friend groups, mm-hmm. um, which is something else. Oh, I didn't even mention. <laughs> so for those of you who are listening and now you know who I am, <laughs> you might have not known, you know, exactly what uh, Kyle and I were going through. And we didn't make this very well known. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have not told a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Surprise that we're telling the world. Right. <laughs> so can you tell me, I know this is totally kind of off the waiting game topic, but why did you not? What was the decision around that? So great question. And it actually does tie into waiting. And I was waiting. This was me. This was not Kyle. I was waiting for the right time to tell people. Okay. And I'm not even sure why. I don't know if it was guilt or shame or I just didn't want all the questions. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah, that is a good point. I didn't um, want... Yeah. Is What's my, wrong? What are you doing? Yes. And then a lot of unsolicited advice starts yeah. coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> like, Why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you doing oh, this? Sure. I mean, especially, you know, living in Wisconsin when really everything revolves around alcohol. At least I feel that way. Right. <laughs> Lots of lot things does. do. And the second you're not having, mm-hmm. you know, a glass of wine are you or pregnant? a fun, <laughs> yeah, summer beverage, right? That's the first question. And I'm totally guilty of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, probably give my friends a lot of crap about it every time. Like, 100%. I, well, so Steph, I the knew. one time I was pregnant, I spent that day with you. Oh, my God. And did I give you crap? Probably. You gave me a glass of champagne. That's interesting, though, but because I, I started just... to, like, watch my friends. Mm-hmm. I started oh. to watch to see if they were drinking because yeah. it's a good indicator. Me, yeah, good indicator. It gave me so much anxiety about it. Yeah. yeah. And again, I know I was doing this to myself. I was creating this false uh, story of what people are going to say. What are people going to think? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't Kyle. It Mm -hmm. was me who I didn't want to tell my friends. I didn't, we didn't even tell our family for four months after we were going through treatments at the clinic and everything. We just, we really didn't want people to know because A, we wanted to keep it private Mm -hmm. and and B, it might've been out of even fear. Okay. It is scary. To, it all, yeah. I don't know if this is, you can relate to this, but to me, like, I felt like something was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, now if we talk about it, everyone's going to know. And I mean, eventually after years and years, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it came around, but it is really scary putting your challenges out there for other people to know about. Yeah. You know, when you think about fear, I always think back to when I was doing the corporate training and something Mm -hmm. we always talked about was Bridges transition model and that gray area 
Can you is t- the tell unknown. a little about? Yeah, tell a little bit about the model. Yeah, so Bridges Transition Model basically says that there's three stages whenever you're going through some sort of an experience, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the the endings phase. Think about it like a a bell, a curved bell. Mm-hmm. So it's this endings phase, and then it transitions into this beginnings phase on the other end. But in the middle, there's this gray area, and they call it really this fear of of the unknown, right? It's where you're experiencing the ending of something. So there's Mm -hmm. some sadness, a little anxiety, and then you move into this unknown. You don't know what's coming. You're you're questioning everything. You don't know if what just ended, if that was the right thing or not. And then finally, as you start accepting the new, as you start accepting what is and what's going to be happening, mm-hmm. you move into this beginnings where you start to experience more joy and more happiness. And you really are glad then that the old thing had ended <laughs> and you move into the new. Sure. But it's always that middle area that's really tough for people, right? It's the, the unknown. unknown. And that is with fertility, I think... <laughs> I'm on top of it today. Yes. <laughs> I, I love all the, the music and the noises. But I, I, I do. I, I think it's just so important to put it out there to the world that we're not alone. We're going through this together. And during this unknown period, you want to lean in on people. Yes. But it's mm-hmm. scary, like you said, to yeah. put it out there. Absolutely. Because you're during the unknown It's exactly what we're talking about today. The topic of the day is waiting. We're waiting for answers. We're waiting for that next move. And we're waiting even to find out if we can make that next move. Right. So like the waiting game really is the unknown. Yeah. You are in the middle of it. Yeah. But within all of this unknown and the waiting, it's like there are like hills and slopes and valleys and hills and like right now. It sounds like you're kind of in a transitional spot. Yes. The IUIs did not work. We need to leave that, right? Yeah. And we need to move on to the next. And what is that next? Am I going to make the right decision? Am I going to make the right decision to do IVF and spend that money? Or should I not? Because that's not going to work. And then I should do adoption. Yeah. And am I going to wait? How long am I going to wait for a baby to come to me? Yes. Yes. And you you just said something really interesting that we haven't even talked about and we won't go there. But aside from this being a very emotional experience, mm-hmm. can we just stop for a moment and mention the financial piece right. of this oh, as well? Right. Yeah. Like aside from everything else going on, it's expensive people. Okay. Right. Yes. Right. And what <laughs> yes. do most marriages argue about? I don't know if this is still a true fact, but I believe money, oh, finances, yes. finances is like the number yep. one thing. Yeah. Like, So now you have this really stressful experience going on. Mm -hmm. And guess what is hitting? What is it hitting on? Your emotions and your finances. And sometimes that is another piece of waiting, right? Like we don't have the money right now. We need to wait, pause, stop everything. Yes. Save the money to be able to go on to the next step. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And to answer your question, you know, for, for Kyle and I, the next step is IVF. And things just weren't working out for us, you know, where we were going. And so now we are pursuing um, Generations, which is a, a different fertility sure. um, clinic here in Madison. But interestingly, we cannot get in even for a consult for over three months. Oh so we're literally God. back to the to waiting. Wait. And yeah. like, I'm, 
I mean, you are well aware of this, but not all of our listeners would be that like you get in in three months. That doesn't mean anything's happening. You're probably at least six months away from an IVF or more, right? Like that. We're starting over. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot of waiting. Yeah. So then are you deciding to wait or are you deciding to go to a different clinic? So we did decide to pursue generations because we looked into many others, but that waiting time is still very similar. It's all two and a half to three and a half months prior to even getting a consult to even be accepted into their clinic. And then everything starts over again. Hopefully all of the clinics talk to each other where they can share Mm -hmm. all of our records and analyses and blood work and things like that. Uh, but aside from even waiting to get into another clinic, going back to that financial piece, yes. Let's. I'm just going to drop a truth bomb real quick here <laughs> uh, when it comes to insurance. Oh, uh, so another. Did, did you have any coverage through your insurance? So, well, interesting that insurance, you know, doesn't always see fertility as um, being highly important, right? right? Or something that they would always cover. So every insurance is different. Uh, And interestingly, on June 1st, our insurance just changed. So So that's like eight days ago. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So not only were we waiting for this new clinic, but now that our insurance changed, they don't Cover. They're not under that network. So Generations now, isn't? No. Oh, no. So now everything is considered out of network, and we are waiting to establish a new primary care physician mm-hmm. because then they're the ones who need to send yeah. over the referral to Generations oh. and not where we just previously yeah. were. So now you have to wait for the referral even? That is correct. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's just such bullshit, too. It, I'm sorry, but... Yeah. Really? Can't we just get the referral in? Yeah. Like, it, I mean, because do you you don't have a primary? Well, not do you, anymore. Right. And how long is that going to take? Like that the, to be determined. Right. I mean, <laughs> conversations are in flow uh, yeah. as we speak, but mm-hmm. it definitely becomes more taxing than I think we all realize sometimes, and that we all talk about. Especially yeah, being strong. Well, actually, I'm, I'm sort of looking at our agenda, and I just said some things to you that would have put me in tears if someone would have said it to me. I knew I could yeah. say it to you because <laughs> you are, Steph. You're so strong and confident, and you're staying so positive. Well, thank and you. I just really admire that about you. I think that's awesome. You're going through something really hard. I think she's trying to make me cry. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> I'm going to cry about it. it. But you are. Like, what do you feel like is... How do you... How, how do you, are you... How do you maintain those qualities? Yeah. And Or maybe you don't. And I will tell you, for myself, I masked everything. Mm-hmm. I was happy and, and confident yeah. and strong on the outside, but inside I was dying yeah and I'm gonna say it's okay right (laughs) I I overcame that but what is helping you Mm -hmm. well I I think you said it 100% accurate like I know and pride myself on being a strong confident woman but inside has been absolutely devastating Yeah. yeah and I think it's even 
it's been more difficult for me to open up and share about this because for a lot of people who know me, they know that in the past, I was never certain that I wanted children. Okay. And what that meant to me is that if it was going to happen, it was going to happen. And so in the past, I verbalized it very differently than than what I meant to say. Sure. I think out of fear, I was always like, oh, I don't want kids. You know, I love my life, which I absolutely do. But what I meant to say is that if it was going to happen, it was going to happen. And I, I've never believed that I would actually be in the situation that I'm in, you know, wanting, having to do all of these things to have a child, right? right? Again, I, like I shared before, I've never taken birth control. I've always just let the universe guide that aspect of my life. And so it just feels, it feels almost fake. Like I I feel like a fraud sometimes when I want something now. And in the past, I've always been like, eh, we'll see. And now when you actually want it, to go back and have those conversations is really difficult. Mm -hmm. It's okay to change your mind. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. (laughs) So I, so another point. And we learn and grow. Like we evolve at like, I don't think you're doing your job here on earth, actually, if you're not growing and evolving and changing as a human, right? Like we're not meant to just stay the same. And if you changed your mind and you want to be a mom now, that's okay. (laughs) No, that's so true. Yeah. So I, as, as a parent to my own children, I often, like if they're having a hard time waiting for something or we can't get this game or we need to wait to go to this party or we need to, you know, whatever it is. I often tell them like, we're just practicing our wait time Mm -hmm. in hopes that like Mm -hmm. practicing our wait time would increase their ability to be patient. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, I'm not a patient (laughs) person. Somebody probably in my life probably should have practiced my wait time more (laughs) Uh, because the reality is just waiting is hard. Right. And so if I were to say, Steph, you're just practicing your wait time. Like we're increasing increasing your ability to be patient around this topic. (laughs) Oh, I'm already feeling the like, like why, why in life is waiting so hard. Like I didn't grow up with the technology that we have now, right? Like I couldn't fast forward through through commercials or, or skip through commercials, right? Like, but waiting is still super hard for me. True. Yeah. It it is really hard. And I I love that question. And as I, I guess, as I unfold some of that, I did want to quickly go back to that other question Mm -hmm. regarding, you know, confidence and, Mm -hmm as a woman and really as a community of of women, for those of you, you know, women listening, I think it is important to know that we're not alone. Yeah. That's what I would have to say. That has been incredibly helpful. I, I have had the very blessed and fortunate opportunity to share this journey with a few of my close friends. Yeah. And that has been incredibly helpful, as well as writing. So I appreciate the introduction mm-hmm. about yeah. becoming yes. a, an aspiring author. And I have been doing a lot of writing and journaling and note-taking, whatever means I can do that. And it's incredibly helpful. But that's still a solo thing that I'm sure. doing. Sure. So being able to open it up and even this, 
right? Just having the conversation to get it out there Mm -hmm. has really helped me to know that we are a community. There are people out there who do care and who could benefit and learn from what I'm going through and what you're going through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard. (laughs) It's hard and waiting is hard and patience is hard. So I don't have a magic wand or a magic answer, you know, for that. But I, I think it's something that we can all work on together and just knowing that it, while we wait together, there are things that we can do and say to help other people. Yes. That's what I'm here for. That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What would you say to couples feeling the stress of trying to conceive and it's not happening when they feel is the right time? Whatever right means too, right? Exactly. That it's such a tough question. And for me, what has been incredibly helpful is to stop trying to control everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm a natural, naturally I'm a huge planner <laughs> yeah. and I, I like to plan and have things, you know, a set certain way. So what's been incredibly helpful for me is just to keep on keeping on and doing all the things that I still would be doing still planning now for some of these trips that we have, you know, coming up because that is a part of our life that travel adventure is a part of who Kyle and I are. It's who I we should are. have added that as a label, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Traveler. <laughs> it's who we are individually and as a couple. And continuing to have our date nights together. Yeah. Continuing yes. to find joy in all the things that we love about each other individually and as a couple. Instead of just focusing on Stephanie yeah. and Kyle, yeah, waiting Trying for to have a baby. A baby. <laughs> yes. It's Stephanie and Kyle living their life to the fullest every single day. I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm glad you're doing that because it gets hard yeah. when you're in it. Um, I this It makes me think about just, and I've referred to this in another episode, is that a medium once said it's, It will happen in divine timing, Mm. like whatever divine means, right? And like, just, I know for me, and this is an, like, I annoy myself Uh for what I'm about to say. All right. But when you're, because when you're in the waiting, this isn't what it feels like. Like, I know that Jude came to us when the waiting didn't feel like, a lack anymore. Mm -hmm. Like we shifted and I Mm -hmm. feel like you are living in this. Like I am happy with my husband and we are in love and we have this great life, right? It's like, I believe in a law, the law of attraction. So when you're sitting in this feeling of lack, I need this, you're going to bring more of that. Yes. So it really was for us, like the moment Jess and I were like, we're not renewing the adoption agency We are going to just be in our life happy. And the lack stopped. Three days later, here comes Jude. It just was like, 
which I know is so annoying, probably. Well, I, think, <laughs> like, I, think, I think that the people that are going through the waiting, it's annoying to probably hear that because it's like people saying, just calm down. Right. Calm down. You can't do that. But like, stop caring about mm-hmm. the waiting. Stop thinking about it as a delay or a mm-hmm. lag, right? But, mm-hmm. but gratitude. It, and it's so hard when you're in the middle of it, I think to shift and switch and pivot those thoughts and try to be positive and and just might be right like it could just be like this is out of our control it's all about divine timing it will happen when it's supposed to happen it does sound pukey i know but maybe now i don't longer want to wait I don't want to wait for the next round or the next cycle or can you just do the blood work now? Yeah, like, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And it is, it, it's stressful. Mm-hmm. It is. It mm-hmm. is. But moving into that acceptance is what I hear you saying. Sure. Accepting yeah. where we're at in that moment. Yeah. Right. Like we can, we can talk all we want and try to change the past. We can do everything we can to try to plan for the future. But when you live in that true gratitude in the moment, that is what we have control over. Yeah. And we can drive ourselves absolutely <laughs> insane yes. by doing either or, right? Planning too much or living too much in the past. So absolutely. being in the present and grounding yourself in love and gratitude can help you through the most difficult of situations, whether yeah. it's you know infertility or anything oh. else. Well, I think I got two <laughs> put, sounds. We got an extra sound like there. That, a suspenseful <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> dun, da, da, da. I'm just kidding. Nothing's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I looked at Jess yeah. like. Hey, yeah, yeah, she like thought something was about to happen. Yeah. And to end today's episode. I think Actually. that, yeah, the quote <laughs> that we have today really wraps this all up. Um, mm-hmm. Joyce Meyer says, patience is not simply the ability to wait. It's how we behave while we're waiting. Thank you for listening and being a part of our community. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to connect, we can be reached at podcast from there to here at Gmail. We We hope hope you continue continue on this journey with us. us.